Small College Basketball would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. That's visitcentralflorida.com. Welcome back to the Small College Basketball Podcast. I'm Chris Cottrell. And I'm Rob Gardner. With more than 25 combined years of college basketball coaching experience, we bring you the only podcast with news, scores, highlights, interviews, and insight from across NCAA Division II, Division III, NAIA, USCAA, and the NCCAA men's basketball. We hope you 2022-2023 season as we celebrate small college basketball programs, players, and coaches together. Chris, what a phenomenal weekend at Florida Southern. Ten teams, ten games. I mean, it was an absolute phenomenal experience just to be able to be there, to interact with the players, the coaches, the Hall of Famers, and to kick off the Division II men's basketball season. So let's get started, man. And hey, you know, the first game of the day on Saturday, Dallas Baptist versus Hillsdale. First game of the weekend, Hillsdale won 64-57. This was a hard-fought game. Hillsdale was led by Joe Reuter, 17 points, 10 rebounds for a double-double, and Kyle Gossler chipped in with 16 points. Dallas Baptist got big games from Carson Hughes with 11 points and Tajay Dunlap, 15 points. Now, this was a one-point game with 320 remaining in the game. Hillsdale was leading 53-52, to but just Dallas Baptist couldn't quite get over the hump. Hillsdale ended up winning the opening game with a small college basketball Hall of Fame Classic, 64-57. to now let's hear from both head coaches after the game. Chris Cottrell here with Coach Tharp from Hillsdale. Opening game of the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. Big win, 64-57 over Dallas Baptist. Coach, congratulations. What did you learn about your team, you know, at 11 a.m. today? Yeah. Uh, you know, first of all, Chris, it was it was crazy. Eleven a.m. first college NCAA game. You know, that was just it was that that was cool. You yeah. know, and, oh, yeah. and just tried to make them soak that up a little bit. I, I, you know what? I thought we showed uh, toughness uh, for forty minutes, and I thought we played a wonderful first half defensively. Um, we were worried. We've been worried about rebounding. I thought we did a decent job keeping them off the glass, and so I thought we just showed great toughness. Second half, like, we, we we were a little stagnant offensively, um, and and again that first you know that first game. Uh, I, I think you're going to have moments like that but I didn't think it affected our defense um, and, and we got some stops that we needed to get to win that game yeah you feel like there's some room for growth in the next couple of weeks no doubt I mean no doubt we're, we're, we're a, you know we have some veterans back and, and you know we lost a trio of 6A kids um, first female American and uh, a four man that can really pass the ball and can really guard and so this you know new roles for a lot of different guys here and so um, you know I was, I was a little worried was this team was this team uh, my team right now or, you know were they worthy of this you know um, but I, I was super proud of those guys and, and, and our group and, and the way they played yeah gut check win today and Talk about your team's experience here at the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame, the event last night, the induction ceremony today. What does it mean to you and your program? 
That means a lot. I, I think, you know, we always talk about uh, honoring the men that have come before us, right? And, you know, we always talk about that within our own program. But I, I think last night you see the men uh, that have been a part of college basketball and, and the stories that they told. Uh, and I, I think for these young guys to sit back there and sit down and, and, and some of the messages that were shared last night were not only lessons for a basketball season, but I thought they were life lessons. And so it was great because some of the things that you talk about as a head coach, right, you heard your those five gentlemen up there kind of telling their story and, and kind of you know support the things that we, we tried to say and, and such great men and and such uh, such accomplished people that that's the thing you know the basketball part obviously what they did was amazing but what they did after they left uh, you know the game of playing and so it's been this has been a, a blast for us and and uh, you know we're just we're just thankful to be here well thanks for being here congratulations on a great game today and good luck tomorrow yeah i appreciate it thank you so much thanks for, for everybody uh, does for small basketball it's it's awesome so. rob gardner here with uh, coach blake flickner of dallas baptist university after a 64 57 loss to hillsdale college coach what'd you see out there in your first game here of the year i know it's the first game but what are some things that you saw to your team here as the first game of the season uh, from a positive standpoint, we responded well in the second half. Uh, you know, we uh, came back, outplayed them in the second half, or outscored them at least in the second half, and I thought um, made some adjustments. They took away some things that we generally do well and weren't working for us today. We made some adjustments and were able to, to do some things that are not necessarily our, uh, the thing that we do all the time, and we were able to do them well, um, which was great. Um, you know, offensive rebounds and uh, and missed free throw opportunities from us were really were really killer in this particular one. But Hillsdale's really good. I mean, they don't waste possessions. Um, they don't turn the ball over. They don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, their movement and cutting is is unlike almost any team we see in the country. So it's a little bit of a different look. And um, so I'm proud of the way we battled back. And I think we'll learn from this. I think we're better now than we were a week ago. Hopefully we'll be better after this weekend moving forward into the rest of it. Last one here, Coach. You kind of led right into it. What do you hope to take away from today going into not only tomorrow, but then for the rest of the season going forward to get better? Yeah, we just got to learn the value of possessions. You know, um, uh, Hillsdale tries to be the most efficient team on a possession that they can. Nova, that we play tomorrow, tries to just get more possessions than you as well as be efficient. And so we've got to win that possession game. All right. Um, and so that's, that's something we've got to learn, whether it's a slower-paced game or a more up-and-down game. Um, we've got to, when we've got to turn with the ball, we've got to be better than the other team. And uh, that's how basketball works. Great. Thanks so much, Coach, and best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. In the second matchup of the first day in Lakeland, number four in the country, Nova Southeastern, took on Alabama Huntsville, the number 24th-ranked team in the nation. Top 25 matchup, Dallas Graziani from Nova Southeastern stole the show in the first half. 15 points, six assists, four made threes, uh, including three in back-to-back-to-back possessions. At the half, Nova led 58-38. They never looked back. They won game two of the small college basketball Hall of Fame Classic. Huntsville got 20 points from Max Schulman, 14 points from Cheney Johnson. Nova Southeastern was led by Dallas Graziani, uh, got a big second half from RJ Sunahara. He finished with 23 points. Let's go hear from both coaches after their first games of the season. I'm joined now by Coach Jim Crutchfield, uh, Nova Southeastern. Terrific victory tonight, first game of the year for you. What you learn about your team? You know, I mean, it's so early in the year. I mean, it's first of November. We hope we're still playing at the end of March. 
but you know we we are still going to play the same game style and we haven't really seen it this year because it was the first game but I, you know there's an identity we're trying to establish without the two guards there last year and our all-american but i think we're still the same basketball team and you talk about playing in march you've had great success in the past what improvements do you take away from tonight's game that maybe you're looking to improve on in the next couple of weeks everything <laughs> There's nothing right now that we we got to get better at everything, like everybody else. Yeah, and if you would, what is participating in the event, the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic, the, inter- the induction ceremony last night? What does that mean to you and your program? Uh, you know, it's to start the year off against a nationally ranked team like Alabama Huntsville. It's dangerous, and you know you're putting yourself out there for a potential loss to a regionally ranked team and. Um, it's kind of exciting. You know, this is a great event with 10 of the best teams in the country here. It's just something fun. It's just something fun for us, and I think our guys have earned it. Well, congratulations, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Rob Gardner here with Coach John Schulman of Alabama Huntsville after her first game here against Nova Southeastern. Coach, first game of the year, what would you learn about your team here? Well, we, we, we've got a little pride, too. You know, I mean, Nova's really special. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we took a knock on the way down here on the way to, at Auburn. We mm-hmm. lost our preseason all-conference guy, I don't know mm-hmm. for how long. And so he was kind of the cheat code for their pressure. We didn't have him. We needed to step up. We didn't have some guys step up. It's also a very difficult time to step up against Nova and that type of pressure in your first game of the season. Mm-hmm. We didn't come down here not to play them. Mm-hmm. Hey, bring it on. Let, let us play Nova. Let, we got LMU tomorrow. Hey, let's scrimmage Northwest Missouri on Monday. Bring it on. This is November. Mm-hmm. All right? We started out 0-2 last year, and we went 21-23 and won GSE. Bring it on. Mm-hmm. And whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, and like I said, we're going to be pretty strong after this, after this weekend. So going into tomorrow here, another game, game number two, as you said, against Lincoln Memorial. What do you hope to see as far as growth, whether it's tomorrow and then going forward for the rest of the year? Listen, what, what we work on in practice every day isn't what we just did for the last 40 minutes. You know, we just came from Auburn. They didn't let us run our offense. I, I'd like to play against somebody that just plays man-to-man. Anybody, anybody down here willing to do that? Uh, and so we, we just, you know, it's a tough game for us. It's a tough opener. All right. Um, I thought they played really well. I thought they're not as talented as last year. But I would think, looking on tape, they play about 50 million times harder this year than they did last year. No, no knock on them last year. They got the lead eight. But we just need – this is not the end-all be-all. In four months from today is the GSC semis in Sanford. All right, mm-hmm. that's what we're shooting for. We're not. Mm-hmm. I would love to play better today, but we didn't bag it. We didn't quit. We battled. Um, Luke Burnett's one of the best shooters in the country and went 0 for 7 from the three-point line. It, it is what it is. We'll get better. I thought, you know, we were down eight in the first half. Everything was fine, manageable, and then three turn. But that's how they play. They're just waiting on that little run, and they got that run, and we never recovered. Thanks so much, Coach, and best of luck the rest of the season. All right, thank you. In the third game of the first afternoon, Number six ranked Lincoln Memorial squared off against Valdosta State. Lincoln Memorial opened up the game with a dunk from Jordan Boomsticks Walters, and the rest was history. LMU led 52-32 at the conclusion of the first half and started off the second half on a 19-5 run, Chris. The rail splitters ran away with a third matchup on Saturday, 108-80. Now, Chris, 108 points ties the record for most points in a single game in the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic. 
LMU was led by Chase Rankin with 14 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds. And LMU placed 6 players in double figures. Now that's balanced scoring. Valdosta State got 22 points from Cam Hamilton. Now, LMU also sets a couple more small college basketball single-game records in this contest. Once again, they tied for most points in a game, 108. Most field goals made, 41. Most rebounds, 56. And most assists with 31 in a single game. Now, let's check in with both head coaches after their first contest of the year. Here now with Jeremiah Samaripis, Lincoln Memorial. Big win out the gate. Game number one for you guys against Valdosta State, 108-80. What did you learn about your team today, Jerem? Uh, that we can respond. Uh, we, we started out very sluggish in our two scrimmage games. And, uh, you know, we had a week to prepare for not only Valdosta but Huntsville. Um, really like the focus of our team, the way we were able to go out and execute our game plan, how unselfish we can be and, and how talented we really are. I mean, we had six guys in double figures. Um, you know, from top to bottom, I feel like we're one of the most talented teams in the country. And when we play together and defend together, you know, that's the type of performance you're going to get. Yeah, and, and room for growth, though, for sure, right? Correct, correct. There was a bunch of areas that we had breakdowns in that we need to improve on. But um, at the same time, I understand it's November. So I'm hoping that, you know, as long as we can win and learn from, learn from it while winning, you know, it's kind of a good sign to start the season. So. Absolutely. And, and talk for a minute about what it means to you to come back to Lakeland, near your hometown. How, uh, how special is this? Very, very special, man, to see my family in the stands, grandma, grandpa, you know, aunts and uncles, cousins, and my mom, pops. I mean, it's really cool. High school teammates, high school coaches. Um, it's been a while since I've done anything here competitive, so it's definitely special to me. But, you know, job's not done. we got to take care of business tomorrow as well. What's it mean to you, your staff, your team, to participate in the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic? Man, it is a big-time opportunity. It's my third time being a part of this, uh, first time as a head coach. And there is no other event in the country that has this much talent. The quality of coaching, quality of players, uh, you know, how first-class the event is run. John does a fantastic job of locating really good teams. And then, you know, again, it's just first-class all the way around. They take care of us. Um, it's great to be down here in Lakeland. I'm hoping that they invite us back next year again. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Good seeing you. Thank you. Good seeing you, too. Rook, just talk about the quick transition of, you know, the contrast of styles. Going from Lincoln Memorial, who's pushing it and in high school, to Hillsdale tomorrow. You know, how tough is that transition going to be from game to game on a no-day rest basis? Yeah, and I think that whenever you play in any league, you usually have three different styles. You usually have the fast teams, the slow teams, and the teams that don't know which way they're playing, fast or slow. You know, today I felt like we were kind of in the middle. We weren't sure, but we're going to stick to what's been successful for us. And, you know, I told our guys that, you know, we've got to learn from today, but it was a great test because you're playing – you know, one of the elite teams. And so tomorrow you're still playing elite team. They're just different. So you don't, you can't come in and say, okay, well, because they're play slow, we'll be better. We don't want to be in that middle group where we're trying to figure out what the heck we're doing. You know, we want to be able to play either style and be able to try to win. We like to play fast though. All right, coach. Thank you guys and uh, good luck tomorrow. All right, thanks, thanks guys. John, thank you. Thanks, coach. <laughs> Do you take you know from today 
into whether it's you know, tomorrow? And then what do you hope to learn and get better and grow throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're a much, much better shooting team than we shot today. I think their length bothered us defensively. They're able to contest from – it feels like they're two steps off of you, but they're able to get to your, you know, your shot and your rhythm. And I thought that, you know, for us, you know, we've just got to move the ball faster. You get stuck with it. And, you know, everybody wants to play for their team and try to make plays, and that's probably the wrong avenue when you're playing a team like Lincoln Memorial. The fourth game of Saturday's full slate uh, had host school Florida Southern placing four players in double figures, led by E.J. Danberville's double-double, 24 points, 15 rebounds. Jaden Booth had 28 points to lead all scorers as Florida Southern went up against in-state rival Flagler College and got the win. Flagler College had Jalen Lemons, 22 points, Malik Bryant added 20 points in their first game. Really impressive effort by both teams. Florida Southern just getting more down the stretch from Jaden Booth. Let's hear from both coaches after the game. I'm now with Coach Mike Donnelly of Florida Southern Host Institution this weekend. First of all, thanks for a great event. It's uh, beautiful down here. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, um, I'm just really, it's just an honor and a privilege to host this great event and uh, just tremendous kudos to our athletic administration for getting this done. Yeah, let's talk basketball. A great win opening night of the season, 96-80 over in-state rival Flagler. What did you learn about your team tonight? We're learning a lot. We're, we're definitely a work in progress, trying to figure out a lot of different pieces. Um, but we made an adjustment. Uh, Lemons was killing us in the first half. And uh, we keep telling our guys to embrace competition, embrace challenges. And we put West Bonjori on Lemons, and it really neutralized them, which kind of got us settled. And then West was really good uh, as well offensively. Um, so we just found a way. Like, that's how we've always kind of been when we've been really good. We just find a way um, on both sides of the ball. And I think we did a little bit of that tonight. That's a really good performance from Danverville and from Booth. What, uh, where are you looking to improve in the next couple of weeks? Uh, obviously got to continue to get better defensively. There were a lot of breakdowns defensively. Um, you know, we're not the most physical team, which is fine if we can just be a little bit more uh, feisty defensively, which I, which I definitely want us to do. Um, we haven't done much offensively. Um, we're just working on right now a lot of motion action. So we got to figure out where to pinpoint how we want to attack in, in, in clutch times. Um, but the guys did a good job. They read and reacted well tonight. Um, but it's continuing to, to grind it out defensively. That's going to be a big work in progress for us. And you spoke a little bit before about it earlier, but what does it mean to Florida Southern to participate in the Small College Basketball Hall of Fame, the induction ceremony last night, and, and the games this weekend? Well, we're now one and two because my second year we lost to Southern Indiana and Bellarmine. So uh, we got to get to 500 tomorrow night. So it's a great thrill to be um, a part of such a prestigious event with awesome teams, awesome coaches. It's been great basketball today. We're going to see a great matchup uh, right now with West Texas and Northwest Missouri State. And to be um, participating in that uh, in the same tournament with these teams is an honor for us. Congratulations, Coach. Good luck tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Coach. Tough game. Uh, just talk about the overall competitiveness of the game today. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, well, first off, I want to thank John. What an awesome event he's put on, especially to make it the big time where, where it's at. This is, uh, this is awesome for our guys. Um, I mean, for, for, for this right here, too. And Jay walking up here, getting a little nervous. But uh, it, it's awesome. So thank you so much and for, for allowing us to be here. And for this young team and for me in my first game, it, it was awesome. So 
But, no, re- really proud of our team today. Um, I-, I told them before the game, I just want to go out and compete. Like, that, that, that is our biggest thing is we want to go out there and compete. And I will say, I thought, you know, for, for the first 20 we did. We battled back. They went on run. We kept punching. Even, even late in the second half, um, you know, we did. So I, I was really proud of that. I told them, don't hang – like, we got to hang our heads. Like, Florida Southern, that's a really good team. Coach Donnelly does an unbelievable job. And those two guards that they have – and EJ's been there for five years, you know, first team all conference, really, really tough player. Um, and, uh, but really proud of our guys' fight, so. And then, Coach, you know, what are some things, you know, that you want to see as far as growth? You know, whether it's in the short term tomorrow or even that you can take from this weekend, hey, two months from now, yeah. that you'd like to see some growth amongst your team. I mean, that's, that's a great question. And, like, tonight I'd say, you know, rebounding and turnovers were, were a big factor in the game, um, you know, for us. I think if we rebound a little better and don't turn it over, you know, I think we're, we're, we're in the game. So from a basketball standpoint, you know, we got to get better on rebounding. And I'll take the blame on that tonight. Um, we, we focused a lot on offense this week um, just to prepare our guys for Florida Southern and um, didn't spend a ton of time on rebounding. So that, that, that one hurts on me a little bit. But, um, you know, just – the, just our guys showing up every day and working. Like, we, you know, let them know, like, it's only November. Um, we, we got a long way to go. And, like, what a tough start for us. And what, but what a great opportunity. I mean, we have four sophomores out on the floor, and Malik's a junior, and he's, you know, new in our system. But, like, it, it's, it's really, you know, it, it's awesome to see the young talent out there flying around, playing together, the ball zipping, and everyone cheering for each other. So I, I keep telling them every day. Hey, like our class is really, really good, and I love those guys. So we just got to keep taking step, you know, in the right direction. We can't hang our heads low. Like Florida Southern, they are going to win a lot of games. Coach Donnelly does an unbelievable job, and those guys are really, really well. So we and we gave them a fight, you know, and that's really that was the best thing I could say for our guys. So we just got to we can't let this affect us nor tomorrow. So I mean, what a great opportunity for our guys to go in and play, you know, the number one team in the country. And, you know, we got to play them in the Final Four, uh, you know, three, two, three years ago. So, uh, thank goodness they don't have Trevor back out there. But I, I know Coach McCollum, he is an unbelievable coach. And I know he'll have them ready. Just walking over here, I could – they were out there just hooting and hollering. And, and, and I mean, what he's done there is unbelievable. So, we'll, 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 we'll be ready for them tomorrow and try to give them another good punch. But we're, we're mainly just want to be, uh, be great throughout the season and keep taking steps uh, with this small group, this young group. In Saturday's nightcap, a top five matchup, heavyweight battle, rematch two years in the making with number one Northwest Missouri State facing number five West Texas A&M in a rematch of the 2021 National Championship game. Chris, this game did not disappoint. Northwest Missouri State won a tightly fought game 78-62. Performance of the night had to be true freshman Bennett Sturts from Northwest Missouri State. He finished the game with 15 points, 6 of 6 from the field, 5 assists, and no turnovers. Chris, in his first collegiate game. Come on, man. I mean, Ben McCollum just keeps churning out guards there. It's ridiculous. Northwest was also led by Mitch Mascari, 18 points, 5 made threes, and Luke Waters chipped in with 16 points. Now, it was unfortunate to see West Dreamer go down early with it with an injury for Northwest. Best wishes and hoping he's okay. West Texas was led by Julius Brown, tremendous guard, preseason Lone Star Conference Player of the Year with 22 points. Both teams here, Chris, look really, really good, and both of them should be vying to make deep tournament runs come March. Side note here, the Bearcats of Northwest Missouri set a small college basketball record for field goal percentage in a single game by shooting a staggering 
69.8% from the field. That's ridiculous, Chris. I mean, <laughs> you shoot that percentage from the field, you're going to win a lot of games. Now, let's hear from both head coaches after their opening game of the 22-23 season. Coach, uh, good game. Just kind of give an opening statement on the uh, outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean, playing West Texas first game of the year, uh, that's that's a tough task. Um, I really appreciate that, John. Um, they're, uh, they're well coached. Um, they're tough. They're physical. They really guard you. Uh, and then offensively, they're very dynamic. And they had a lot back. And so um, we had a lot of issues throughout. Just taking care of the basketball was our biggest issue. Um, and then, you know, they kind of got going a little bit. Um, uh, Brown did. And then I thought... Isaiah Jackson did an unbelievable job of being able to shut him down uh, in that kind of warm out for the, for the stretch run. Uh, obviously, Diego with the, with the amount of rebounds. And then we had guys step up that, you know, I mean, we just had guys step up. Obviously, these two stepped up, um, you know, with, with Wes out. Wes kind of runs our offense, and, and uh, when he's out, it makes a big difference. Coach, every year's a new team. You know, first game of the year, great test, West Texas. What are some things that you take away from today that you've learned about your team that maybe you didn't know yet? Um, you know, I think our toughness, I mean, we're tough. We're a tough team. I, I kind of knew that going in, but, but you have to prove it sometimes. And we were really tough today. I mean, they, they crash hard, uh, and they come at you the whole game. And to handle that first game just, just says a lot about our toughness. And, you know, with 17 turnovers and just not playing well, um, in regards to, to turnovers, staying with it and then still getting the stop, that's the sign of, of you know, kids that want to win and kids that can handle adversity. And, um, you know, super proud of them, super proud of kids stepping up. It feels like a postseason type of atmosphere type of game. And uh, it's, 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 it's more difficult than people probably think. A bit about expand on your defensive process. I mean, you held West Texas to below 40% from the field, 24% from three. I mean, they're an extremely talented offensive team. Tucson, you basically took them out of the game for a variety of reasons. But talk a little bit about kind of your defensive process, um, if you can. Yeah. Um, you know, defensively, I know everybody talks about our offense, but when we first took over the program, we've always been a defensive-minded coach. And the reason we got good on offense was because we wanted to be able to set our defense consistently. So for the whole preseason, we knew we were playing West Texas. You know, we knew we were playing West Texas. And um, so, you know, naturally your defense is built around an elite offensive team uh, as, as West Texas is. And so you, you, build, you can just build your defense trying to defend them. And, and um, you know, you spend a whole preseason doing that. You make sure that you get box outs because if you don't box out, they're going to get it. You make sure you get back in transition. And then you make sure that you're efficient offensively so that you can set your defense against what they do. Um, that's what we pride ourselves on. I mean, if you don't defend, you don't play for us. Back on the Small College Basketball Podcast, joined now by Coach Tom Brown. Uh, first game of the year, Coach. Obviously a challenging contest with Northwest Missouri State. Uh, tough loss. Uh, what did you learn about your team tonight? Well, I, I learned I've, I've got a great team. The, those guys, those 13 guys in that locker room, I wouldn't trade for anybody. And, um, you know, we were right there. Ball didn't bounce our way. And, and against a good team, if you don't make plays or maybe you take a quick shot, you know, they can really extend the lead pretty quick. And they had a, they had a burst there. And the uh, game got a little bit away from us. And, you know, they, they, they beat us.
So they lost to a really good team, but uh, we'd like to play them again tomorrow. Absolutely, and uh, room for growth in the next few weeks now that you have this one under your belt. What are you looking for to improve going forward? Well, you know, Northwest is such a physical team, and, you know, it's, I, I don't know how to guard them sometimes with, I mean, they're just so big, so strong, they go right through your chest. Tomorrow now, these guys are really going to go up and down the court and spread you out and really get in passing lanes, and it's going to be a, a totally different style. So, you know, we talked to our guys a little bit about that, um, and we're going to have to watch a little film and get ready for uh, Florida Southern tomorrow. But, I mean, they looked, I thought Florida Southern looked really good against Flagler today. And, Coach, one last question. This event, uh, being part of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, uh, what does it mean to you, what does it mean to your program to be part of uh, this, this weekend? Well, I think Florida Southern has done a great job with the tournament, and, and I really appreciate them putting it on. And we were kind of forced to come down here, to be very honest, because we're not in a conference challenge, and if we don't do that, then we only get 26 games. And you know how Division Two works. You want to play as many Division Two games as you can. So... Um, you know, it's a great honor to be down here, and I think small college basketball does a great job with the tournament. Um, but it's, it's something, too, that, you know, when you come to these events, uh, you're playing against some really good teams. I've got a, a lot of new guys this year, but, again, we've got a great team, I think. I just think we've got to, we've got to be a little more physical, and we've got to learn from this experience. So it, it's a great event, and, and we're really happy to be here. Uh, good luck tomorrow. So. All right, Rob, Sunday offered another full slate of games, and they didn't disappoint. 11 a.m., we started the day with a top 25 matchup. Number six in the country, Lincoln Memorial, Alabama-Huntsville, number 24 in the country. And this was a 15-point game at halftime. Huntsville forcing Lincoln into 10 turnovers. They shot 62% from the field, and Huntsville was up 47-32 after the first stanza. But Lincoln Memorial, you know, these top 25 teams, there's no quit. Lincoln Memorial came back, huge second half for Mikel Burries, who finished with 15 points. They cut the margin to two points before Matthew Sells' three-pointer was off the line of the buzzer. Sells did score 21 points for the rail splitters. This game came down to the last possession. Alabama Huntsville had four players in double figures, starting with Cheney Johnson, 25 points. Luke Burnett back to his old ways with 21 points. Max Schulman finished with 17. Alabama Huntsville won the opening game, 83-81 over Lincoln Memorial on Sunday morning. Rob, that game set the stage for everything else that came after it. The second game on Sunday, Chris, saw fifth-ranked Nova Southeastern take on Dallas Baptist. And this one was all Nova from the tip. The Sharks jumped out to a 25-6 lead midway through the first half, and they wouldn't look back, man. Nova Southeastern led 48-22 at half and will go on to win 95-65. Nova got 14 points from Mr. Do-It-All, RJ Sinahara, and a double-double from sophomore guard Kobe Rogers, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Dallas Baptist fought hard in the second half, getting as close as 15 points with 13 minutes remaining. DBU was led by Cameron Kahn with 13 points, Ricky Lujan, and Tajay Dunlap added 12 points apiece. Over the weekend, Nova Southeastern set a couple small college basketball Hall of Fame records for two game totals, all right? Most points in two games, 196, and the most total field goals made over the two game stretch, 76 total field goals made. Coach Crutchfield has the Sharks rolling. They're going to be super tough again this season. Expect to see them play a deep role into March this year. 
Yeah, no, no surprise there. And speaking of rolling, our third game of the day was a matchup of two styles that are contrasting at the moment. But I think you're going to see Valdosta State get it rolling. But right now, Hillsdale College is rolling. This game was all Hillsdale uh, jumping out to an early 10-2 lead. Valdosta came back. They challenged throughout the first half uh, until Hillsdale ended the first stanza on a 12-2 run. They led by 15, 42-27 at halftime. Second half, Valdosta charged back. They just could not get over the hump. Hillsdale goes 2-0 on the weekend, 79-65 over Valdosta State. Hillsdale with 22 points from Joe Reuter, 14 points from Kyle Gossler. Valdosta State was led by Kadem Bozer with 16 points. And off the bench, Muhammad Fafna had 15 points. Two teams that, you know, contrasting styles, Rob, that pack line from Hillsdale and that pressure up-tempo from Valdosta. Uh, I think down the stretch and later into the season, we're going to see both teams, you know, at the top of uh, their respective leagues. Oh, yeah, two very impressive teams. Coach Tharp has Hillsdale already rolling. Just they're so connected defensively. They really pack it in. They, they, they give you nothing easy. They contest everything. On the offensive end, they do such a great job of working to get a great shot. Not just an early good shot, but a great shot through all their screen action. But, yeah, Coach Helfer, you know, he, he's going to get the Valdosta State team rolling, and they're going to be a force to reckon with in the Gulf South. The fourth game on Sunday's full slate featured host institution Florida Southern and number 5-ranked West Texas A&M. And the host institution was smelling upset the whole way. All right. And now let's, let's give some credit to Florida Southern here, Chris. They had a tremendous crowd for all of their games there. Not just the Florida Southern games, but for all 10 games. All right. There's those, you can tell those people really enjoy their basketball down there. They showed out and created a great environment. And especially for the Florida Southern games, that gym was rocking, man. So back to the West Texas game. In a game with six lead changes, 12 ties, this game did not disappoint. The score was tied 42-42 to at half. West Texas came out hot in the second half, jumping out to a quick six-point lead, only to see Florida Southern respond and go on another run themselves, 18-6 over the next seven minutes, taking control of the game midway through the second half. But West Texas A&M, they're a tough team, one of the top teams in the country. They would battle back and cut Florida Southern's lead down to two on the last possession. And on this last possession... West Texas A&M had the ball underneath their own basket. The Buffs ran a triple screen for Zach Toussaint, who has a history of clutch, making clutch shots, but he was well covered by the mocks. So the ball swung to Larry Wise at the top of the key, who got a good look at a one-dribble elbow pull-up that rattled in and out. Florida Southern finished the weekend 2-0 with a win over West Texas A&M, 92-90. Yeah, what a terrific game. I mean, that set the stage for a nightcap between uh, Northwest Missouri State and Coach Ben McCollum against Flagler College. First-year coach, coaching his second game. Uh, and Flagler gave Northwest Missouri State all they could handle in the second half. Northwest led by 13 at halftime. They were up 47-34. They got up as many as 23 points midway through the second half. But Flagler would rally. Counterpunch, as Coach said. Strong finishes, physicality, technicals on both sides. And an energetic crowd led to an extremely entertaining second half. It wasn't like a, the prettiest basketball game. It was an early season basketball game, Rob. But the, the level of competition, the energy was 
just entertaining. It was a competitive college basketball game. Flagler got as close as nine points. They cut it to single digits behind the post play of Kyle Young and guard Malik Bryant on the perimeter. But Northwest Missouri State, number one in the country, back-to-back-to-back national champions for a reason. Diego Bernard, Isaiah Jackson put the game away down the stretch. They led the Bearcats to a 75-63 victory over Flagler. Flagler, as we mentioned, was led by Kyle Young's double-double, 20 points, 12 rebounds. Malik Bryant had 13 points. Jalen Lemons uh, added 11 points. Northwest Missouri State, terrific performances from Diego Bernard, 21 points. Luke Walders with 17 points, and Isaiah Jackson, who had 26 points on 6 of 8 from behind the yard. Coach McCollum referring to him as Kyle Corver in the press conference. Just great stuff from Northwest Missouri State. And, and when we talk about the atmosphere, Rob, I mean, every game, every game had great energy, great enthusiasm from the crowd, whether it was, you know, Saturday, you know, it's Northwest Missouri State against uh, West Texas and that, you know, they're, they're thousand thousand miles away and the energy in the building was electric, man. Speak to that. Yeah, it was true. It was, it was amazing to see. It felt like an NCAA tournament. Yeah, Chris, so many great players this weekend. And this was, you know, not only some of the best teams in division two men's basketball, but some of the best players. And it was hard to just, you know, narrow it down to just, you know, 10 players for the all tournament team, but here's who made the 2022 Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic All-Tournament Team. Cheney Johnson, Alabama-Huntsville. Max Schulman, Alabama-Huntsville. E.J. Damberville, Florida Southern. Joe Reuter, Hillsdale College. Kyle Gossler, Hillsdale College. Dallas Graziani, Nova Southeastern. R.J. Sunahara, Nova Southeastern. Kyle Young, Flagler College. Luke Waters, Northwest Missouri State. Diego Bernard, Northwest Missouri State. In the 2022 Small College Basketball Hall of Fame Classic MVP, Jaden Booth from your host school, Florida Southern College. All right, congratulations to all those players. Congratulations to all the teams and coaches that participated. Rob, terrific weekend of Hall of Fame events, high-level basketball, good times with John McCarthy and the Small College Basketball team. But we got, we got more stuff coming up. We have, we have a really unique event coming up uh, here in a couple of weeks taking place at Northern State University, the Champions Classic. And that's going to include teams from across the country at the NAIA, NCAA Division III, and NCAA Division II levels playing at a small college basketball-sponsored event. Uh, going to be an incredible atmosphere up north. And, you know, we're not going to be there. We choose the warm weather states. But – for the listeners, we are going to get a preview out, and, uh, and that'll be out Friday morning, November 18th, the day of the beginning games of the Champions Classic. Well, for all the listeners, we'll talk to you back on November 18th, previewing the Champions Classic. Rob, in basketball, enjoy the next week or so. Talk to you later, Chris. Thank you for listening to this week's Small College Basketball Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe for our weekly episodes and interviews devoted to the incredible players, teams, coaches, alumni, and history all across levels of small college basketball. And if you're a fan of the Small College Basketball Podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We encourage our fans to use the link attached to this episode to share the Small College Basketball Podcast with your family, friends, and other small college basketball fans. 
The Small College Basketball Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast episodes. You can follow Small College Basketball on Twitter and Facebook or visit our website, www.smallcollegebasketball.com. Small College Basketball would like to thank Visit Central Florida for their support. Start planning your Central Florida vacation now at visitcentralflorida.com. That's visitcentralflorida.com.